What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Athletes Lounge. And today I have another special guest with me. I have Miss Allie in the studio. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Hey, guys, I'm Allie, and I'm on the Liberty Women's Lacrosse team. Yeah, so I'm definitely grateful just to have Allie on here and just to, to hear her story and hear more about lacrosse because I personally, I've never really tapped into lacrosse. So I'm kind of excited to hear about the sport and like the journey and things like that. Um, but before we get into like the actual, actual questions, we're just going to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So I'm just going to throw you some random rapid questions and then the first thing that comes to your head. All right. So the first question we'll go with today is we'll go, if you didn't play lacrosse and you could play any other sport, what sport would you play and why? Okay. So I would say at the collegiate level, mm-hmm. um, probably gymnastics. I grew up oh. as a gymnast Okay. Um, and we'll probably get into that a little later, but I also kind of like track and field a little bit. I okay. know that's a hot take, but yeah. um, there is a part of me that does like to run. So mm-hmm. probably that. Yeah. Okay. Dang. You're the second person that said gymnastics. So okay. it's a little, <laughs> little common theme. Okay. Yeah. So who's like your favorite artist that you're currently listening to right now? Oh, gosh. Um, right now, I'm kind of on a Bob Marley kick. Oh. His grandson just came out with an album, yeah. so I went back to his albums. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah. A little bit of Bob Mar- yeah, Okay, okay. See. That's tough. <laughs> okay, and your favorite shoe? Favorite shoe? Um, I'm in a Dunks era right now. Okay. How many it, pairs of Dunks do you have? I only have two right now. I okay. just bought the Mocha ones, but I really love the Hunter Green ones, yeah. so we'll yeah. see. Hey, Dunks are the way to go. And then yeah. lastly, I think this is the most important question. Is it pancakes or waffles? Oh, it's pancakes. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Thank you. I don't know the last time I had a waffle. Legit. <laughs> legit. Pancakes are just way better. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody else that could eat a waffle, bro. Yes. But just get to know Allie a little bit better. But uh, let's just get straight into it, right? So let's just start from the beginning. Uh, let's just talk about, like, your younger, like, years and talk about, like, was lacrosse always your first sport? Like, obviously, you said gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Like, just talk about that journey through sports and, like, how you really got to lacrosse. So, funny enough, I actually didn't really start playing lacrosse till. I like to say my freshman year of high school, Mm -hmm. so much of a late bloomer in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But I would say it was probably like summer going into my ninth grade year. Mm -hmm. But growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. Um, You know, I played soccer when I was five, but I was like picking weeds. I wasn't really paying attention (laughs) to what was actually going on. Um, But yeah, I was a competitive gymnast for nine years, and I really loved it. I love the structure, and I think that's... I can correlate that a lot to lacrosse, but mm-hmm. this sounds corny, but I had a gymnastics coach actually tell me that I was too tall at one point really? <laughs> and told me what? to quit in the nicest way possible. But uh-huh. when I would kip onto the bar, my feet would drag. And there is, I am 5'10", but there is maybe one or two professional gymnasts that are 5'10", but it is very rare. Like I say the average height is probably like five foot five. four maybe yeah right right, right. yeah I did really love it though um but I had to leave it at some point um Mm. and then I went into the world of competitive cheerleading which that was about three years so that was definitely different it was more outgoing Mm -hmm. I'd say gymnastics was very just very very structured and it was like we're 12 years old, five hours in the gym, and the coaches were like, you're going to go to the Olympics, and if you like it or not. So oh. uh, cheerleading yeah. was more, I'd say, relaxed, but it was definitely still that competitive nature. And then the way I got to lacrosse was mm-hmm. we had some friends that left cheerleading and went to lacrosse. So it was kind of like I didn't really want to cheer in high school, mm-hmm. and I went to a very athletic-heavy high school, and mm-hmm. – 
it was known for girls across. And I was like, you know what? This is probably the time to pick up a field sport. So okay, for sure. Yeah. I just knew I probably wasn't going to cheer in high school or cheer in college. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. So it took you like through a couple of sports just to kind of yes. like find yep. lacrosse. So like when you got to lacrosse, like how was that experience through like high school, like playing like, and then when did you realize like, hold on, like, okay, I'm actually really good at lacrosse and then I can play at the next level. So with, Lacrosse in high school, I went to Vero Beach and Mm -hmm. Vero Beach High School. uh, It was known for football and girls lacrosse. And girls lacrosse, they were 10 times state champions. Dang, 10 times. If you look at Florida lacrosse, I'd say Vero Beach High School, American Heritage, um, brings out some of the best Division I athletes in Florida since lacrosse is still really growing in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I was on a very good team, you know, it wasn't this kind of like, oh, I'm the best on my high school team, and mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to go Division One. I. I actually never intended to play lacrosse in college. Really? Um, that's So my recruiting process was funny enough, I didn't have one at all. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I... Most of my teammates were Division One. We know, you know, we have one at Michigan, we have one at Stony Brook, these top ten... Uh, Division one schools, so the competitive nature was there. Yeah, um, I was on a travel team, and I traveled with a lot of girls. But mm-hmm. my travel team only really stayed in Florida and mm-hmm. local, maybe some Georgia. But mm-hmm. we have one travel team in Florida called Florida Select, and they are the ones that do travel to Maryland and these bigger states that mm-hmm. will hold recruiting camps. Um, but yeah, I just. From an early age starting lacrosse, I just never really wanted to play in college. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I didn't like the sport. I right. just had different aspirations. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was it was definitely a process, but we'll get into that, how uh, I ended up getting here. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was going to be like, nice question. Like, yeah. that's crazy how, like, you didn't even plan on playing, like, yeah. college, like, lacrosse. So I was going to ask, like, how did you end up getting to that? And, like, and then how did you end up getting, like, to Liberty? Like, yeah. just talk about that. So the recruiting process for girls across is very different from other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, they could start recruiting sixth graders, middle schoolers, whatever it is. Girls lacrosse, it's September 1st of your junior year really? that coaches can finally email you. So they oh. can watch you throughout your high school years, but that's when they can first contact you. Mm. Um, but my junior year of high school was actually when I was scouted for modeling and so when that happened, I it happened very, very fast. And I think that's why I kind of put lacrosse on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I signed with this big modeling agency in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone that is a planner. Like, I will look to the future yeah. 10 seconds after something happens. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just stay. Uh, I'll finish out lacrosse in high school Mm -hmm. and I'll stay in Florida for college and just model as kind of like my side hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, if you do print commercial, you can make a lot of money doing that as Mm -hmm. a side hustle. And that was my junior year. So it just so happened that I never reached out to coaches. I didn't email anyone. I stopped going to these uh, big tournaments that I did have the opportunity to go to. Mm-hmm. So it was on the back burner, and that was my junior year. So that was the core year that I could have gotten recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my senior year of high school, you know, modeling kind of slowed down. You know, you're taking the SAT, ACT, all of the college applications. Mm-hmm. 
and I really had to find, you know, is this something I really want to do? I wasn't really looking at particular colleges. I was like, just kind of open to anything. Mm -hmm. But I think it was probably November. And this is a year after all of the girls in my class. So class of 2022 had recruited Mm -hmm. or been recruited. This was November of 2021. So I was a senior and I graduate in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I just remember saying to my mom, I was like, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but I want to play lacrosse in college. And my mom is probably the most positive, inspirational person I know. And she's like, you know, we're going to pray about it and we're going to trust in God's plan and it's going to happen no matter how long it takes, but it's going to happen. So there was one camp left that I could have gone to as I was eligible as a Mm -hmm. senior. Um, It was in December. It was like December 22nd and it was a UF camp. And so at these uh, college lacrosse camps, you Mm -hmm. have, you know, the main camp. So it was like the UF coaches, UF um, staff and all of that. Mm -hmm. But they also have maybe five or six other college coaches that can um, just scout and see if there's other girls that maybe are open to other colleges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by God's love and grace, uh, at the time, the Liberty assistant coach was there. And I was like, there's no way. That was kind of like a Jesus moment. I was like, that's so crazy. Because the exact same day, Liberty was also having a camp. And it was either stay in Florida or, you know, take the risk and fly to Virginia and do this camp and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So that camp went on. It was really great. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just walk on at UF. You know, at the time, my assistant coach in high school mm-hmm. played at Loyola with UF's assistant coach. Okay. And they were sent, sending film back and forth. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe, but it's definitely, that's going to definitely be a reach school because, yeah. I don't know, they're just top eight in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that assistant coach from Liberty come up to me, and she's like, you know, what do you look for in a school? And, you know, I told her about my faith. I was, I told her, you know, I understand that I am quite literally a year late. They had already recruited the year below me also. So, um, you know, I'm just open to any opportunity that you have. Um, And so uh, I waited a little bit. It was like January, heard nothing back. And my high school uh, season was starting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was definitely starting to lose hope. I was like, I'm a senior in high school, I'm about to graduate in May, and I have no idea where I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I did all the college applications, and nothing was just really speaking to me. Mm-hmm. But I got a text from the Liberty Assistant Coach, and at the time, they had already reached out to a 10th recruit and said, you know, we're going to give her this offer, mm-hmm. but we want to keep you in the swing of things because, you know, we never know. Yeah. And so I got that text from her that, the 10th recruit had actually uh, committed somewhere else. And I was wow. like, no way. This is, That's crazy. this is it. Like, I, yeah. I don't care if I get no money from the school. I don't care if I walk onto this team. Like, I right. need to be at Liberty. Okay. Because um, I went to Seafall in February of 2022, and mm-hmm. I met with the coaches, and I just knew, I just had this overwhelming peace mm-hmm. on the campus. And... There are other details that went into this, but mm-hmm. that was a God moment. I I knew that in that waiting season, yeah. you have to stay consistent. Um, 
but it was definitely a process. It was a hard and long process. Yeah. Definitely dealt with a lot of identity issues because mm-hmm. um, I had all these friends going on their official visits, and mm-hmm. I was like, I feel worthless. Um, you know, I don't know where I belong. I don't know how I'm going to fit into this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I didn't know any of the girls in the same class as me. Um, it definitely felt like an outcast type of yeah. situation, but, you know, this is the place to be. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, I just, I didn't know the recruitment for lacrosse was yes. like that. So it's just, yeah. it, I would say like it's more difficult than yes. other sports because then you've got to really be good at what you do mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I wanted to ask like during that time where just like, it was just like an empty, almost like an empty mm-hmm. quiet period. Like yeah. how did you like go through that? Like how did you cope with that? Like how did you deal with that? You know, cause I feel like a lot of people would be in that situation and just, you know, might just straight give up mm-hmm. or just, you know, be stressing and like, you know, obviously you knew that you didn't know what was coming, but you know, th- yeah. there was things in the works. Like, talk about, like, how did you go through that mentally? And, like, you had a support system, depend on the Lord. Just talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, the waiting season is hard. Yeah. Um, anyone listening, I think we've all been in a waiting season, and I'm the type of person, you know, I'm a planner. I want to know what's happening mm-hmm. the next day and 10 months ahead of time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we need to know as humans, we're not consistent, but God is. Right. And everything panned out so perfectly that I was like, that's you, Lord. Like, you were so good. Mm-hmm. You were so perfect. And I know you have me right in the palm of your hands. Um, lots of prayer went into that. Yeah. Um, of course, there were doubts, but that's from the enemy. Mm-hmm. The enemy loves to fill our uh, mind with doubts, but... Um, God is so good, and I feel like I am a walking example of that, mm-hmm. just kind of you're going to get through that waiting season. And there's going to be other waiting seasons in my life, mm-hmm. but I think that was definitely the biggest part of my testimony mm-hmm. was coming back to the Lord and staying consistent, um, even though we aren't perfect, but he is. Yeah. Um, he's so good and his plan is going to work out whether it's three years or 10 years, it's going to be perfect and better than we could ever expect. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know, like, cause I used to play sports in high school, but I think mm-hmm. that's definitely like for an athlete, it's kind of like a little harder for that waiting season. Not even just like as a regular non-athlete, cause yeah. you just, you're waiting on something, right? Cause mm-hmm. you have a dream and you yeah. have an aspiration. So I think that's hard. And I think you handled that really well. Right. So you get to Liberty here. Right. And you're playing lacrosse. Just talk about like when you first got here, what it was like. Talk about how it's been and just talk about like the lacrosse culture, because I'm yeah. not really familiar with you yeah. know, the lacrosse culture. Some people may not be. So like talk about like the identity between that, the team and just like how it is just to play here a little bit. Yeah. So I might be biased, but I think we quite literally have the best coaches to ever grace the earth. Yeah. Um, our team culture is just so healthy. They care so much about our spiritual and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, they prioritize every single girl, whether you're a starter or you may never touch the field your senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, what I love about this team is that we have 10 standards that keep us disciplined mm-hmm. and accountable. And I'm just going to read them off. Yeah. Um, one is be prepared, be a good teammate, be responsible, finish, have a good attitude, take care of yourself, represent the program in a positive way communicate, be respectful, and work. They use this to really just keep us accountable and celebrate mm-hmm. every single girl on this team. Yeah. Um, so, like, after practice, it's like, 
who represented a Team 10 today, and we could say, oh, this girl for work, uh, she was just, you know, killing it on defense. Mm -hmm. uh, no one goes unrecognized on this team. Mm -hmm. um, and this team is so competitive, which it's really hard to find your identity sometimes because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not getting playing time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not getting reps in practice. But, you know, this team is competitive and our yeah. coaches prioritize playing the best teams in the country. I mean, if you look at our schedule, yeah, I'd say probably 75% of it is top 20 teams. That is crazy, um, yeah. Yeah, so these coaches, they don't want this program to stay stagnant, and they do such a good job at developing us into, like, young women yeah. and in our walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about these uh, 10 standards, and we call them the Team 10, mm -hmm. is each one goes with a Bible verse. So it's we can apply it to yeah. whether a Bible study or whatever it is. And we have um, fellowship on Thursdays. You know, mm -hmm. they care so much about us. Um, and our shepherd, Lizzie, she was an alumni last year, and she's just such an amazing young woman. Yeah. Um, and everyone's just so supportive of each other. Um, and we love to celebrate the little things. And I think that's what's so important because mm -hmm. as athletes, you know, we're going to get wrapped up in our stats and our playing time. Yeah. Um, and that's where our identity will come sometimes. And it's just hard to distinguish that. Mm -hmm. But um, our coaches are great. The culture is amazing. Yeah. Uh, we have fun. Everyone's so caring. And yeah, even the hard practices where it's like, oh my gosh, I have a run test today. And then we have... Uh, we're in 20 hour weeks like it just yeah. feels like it never ends you mm -hmm. know er someone's smiling someone yeah. on that team is always smiling that's so. what's up i like that i like the team 10 i like the standard yeah. and i like how like y'all keep each other accountable mm -hmm. with that and you can always find somebody like showing off the team 10 i really yep. like that so i know you had said about like sometimes you know people can get wrapped up in the stats mm -hmm. and like everything like that so like talk about for like you like if you have a bad performance or a bad practice like talk about how you go through that cope with that and just like how you move on from that because you know that's that's probably like part of like some athlete struggles mm -hmm. right especially mental struggles just going through a bad performance and letting that carry on into the next game or the next week or the next day like talk about what you do for that because I know everybody we all have bad days right so just mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit um, you know, I wish I had some great answer for this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say probably 80% of the time I'm the walking example of what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to wear my emotions on my shoulders. Mm. Um, even if it's little things, mm -hmm. um, like, oh, I dropped a pass or, um, I didn't run hard enough. I'm so hard on myself and I'm yeah. so critical of myself. Um, but sometimes, you know, that's a little selfish. It's like this is a team sport. Right. Um, how did I better my teammate mm -hmm. during that scrimmage or during that game? But my dad always says, like, it's so cliche, but it's like control the things that you can control. Yeah. Like I can't control that she didn't pass me the ball mm -hmm. or I can't control that, you know, things I can't control. I think sometimes I'm like, oh, why is this person doing this and this person doing this? It's mm -hmm. like. You didn't get playing time. That's okay. Like, support your teammate. Yeah. Um, and that's what it has to do with uh, Team 10. It's like, how am I going to be a good teammate to the other girls? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it's definitely a process, something I have to preach to myself. Trust me, 24-7. Yeah. Um, again, because most of the time I'm the one sulking. 
Um, and I don't, I don't really show it sometimes, but mm. I definitely, you know, with those phone calls on my dad, with my dad, I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, I could have, I could have played so much better or, or why can't I do this? But, um, it's trusting my ability and working on my confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I feel like even just like as a non-athlete, like when you're just doing regular day stuff, I feel like that's something applicable to, it's just like when I feel like I kind of like wear my emotions on mm-hmm. my shoulders too, yeah. in a sense. And I feel like. I've learned so far, especially throughout this year, that it's definitely a process. Yeah. Like, I'm just not going to learn it in, like, one day or one week. Um, so that definitely encouraged me because, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time to yeah. get growth and mature, right? Um, so just lastly, just to wrap it all up, right? So I would say, like, what's one, like, piece of advice or something that really stuck with you that got you to where you're at today and, like, that keeps you going not only just in your sport um, but just in life and everything like that? So what would you say? Yeah, so another quote from my father. Yeah. He's like my quote, biggest man. support. Yeah. I know. Um, I th- think he got this from Will Smith, but mm-hmm. it says, God puts the best things in life on the other side of fear. Um, and I think so many athletes, and myself included, mm-hmm. are just really feel fearful. Uh, we play just to play and not make mistakes. Yeah, I think that was my biggest hump this year was – Sometimes it looks like I play to not make mistakes and not just to play lacrosse. Right. Um, we're so weary of our own confidence and actions that we come by in practice or in games and shut down, um, and it doesn't go perfect to plan. And I think a lot of us athletes are perfectionists, and it's like when one little thing doesn't go our way, we completely yeah. shut down. Um, but I'm currently reading the book of John, and the other day I came by John – 620 and it says but he said to them it is i do not be afraid um and it's so simple but you know the best things in life are on the other side of fear like Mm -hmm. let yourself just play yeah and i'm slowly starting to realize that when i just play lacrosse like i don't even think it's like don't think just do and when you do that you'll see your real skill come Mm -hmm. out and something for any other teams out there and something for them to take by. This is 1 Corinthians 12, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are of the body of Christ and individually members of it. Um, and I think that we're so selfish sometimes. Yeah. And it's like this is a team and it's how can I better myself if – one person goes down, we all go down. And being accountable, uh, loving yourself, loving your teammates, loving your coaches, loving mm-hmm. the process. Um, it's a process. Division one is no joke. Everyone yeah. is good at this level. Uh-huh. Um, and be grateful. Like, you're here. Your coaches chose you. Mm-hmm. They picked you. Um, enjoy the process. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I love the scripture. I love bringing yeah. up the scripture. I love all of that. Um, I just want to say thank you again yeah, for coming on and thank sharing you. your great story and your journey. I just want to thank everybody for listening, and I'll catch y'all next time.